Hey, good evening, everybody. This is Sean Kelly from Into the Night with Sean Kelly. How is everybody doing? Um, I'm doing great. So hopefully, hopefully, I'm the guinea pig for the UPRN radio talk show, um, 105.3 New Orleans. And I do believe I'm on Roku also. Uh, pretty excited about it. And um, we'll see what's going to happen. If I am on Roku, a little bit about myself. My name is Sean Kelly. I am from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I was the founder of the Pittsburgh Paranormal Society here in Pittsburgh. We were investigated for over 17 years. Been in the field for over 30 now. And um, I retired this year. So that's a little bit about me. I'm not really going to go into detail. But I also like to talk about mental health. Okay. I do talk about mental health because I suffer. Hi, Gary. How are you? Good to see you, buddy. And if you see me interrupting my talk, I'm talking to the people who are, you know, in my comment feed. So good to see you, Gary. But um, I do talk about mental illness because I do suffer from depression and I do suffer from anxiety. And I just like to tell people that I got your back. I may never see you. I may never talk to you or hear from you. But I want you to know one thing. For I do have your back. Okay. Uh, but probably through prayers or just thinking about you. Which, to me, I think is awesome. Okay? I really do. Because I know there are people out there that, in my position, that know I do suffer from anxiety and depression. And um, and they do think of me. You know, every now and then I'll receive a text message asking me, how am I doing? You know, how's life treating you? And I also have friends out there, too, that... I can just sit down and they let me talk. Or they give me a hug and they hold me for a while. And it makes me feel good. Know that there is somebody out there that cares for me. Okay. In return, I, if I can, I would give you a hug and sit down and listen to you. And just be there with you because we all need somebody to, um, that is going through some hard times now. You know, the world ain't a pretty place now, and there's a lot of crap going on out there. And a lot of changes in, in the atmosphere. There's changes in the universe. There's changes everywhere. Gary says, I'll be up to the Berg the first week of June. I'd love to get together. That sounds great, Gary. We'll, you know, just, just hit me up when you're here, and we'll, we'll get together. I would like that. Thank you. It's also good to see you again. But with all this crap going on out there in the world today, it, it really messes with people's minds. And, and I know it messes with mine. Okay. It just seems like everybody, like the whole atmosphere, with everybody being so dang angry and mad and depressed, anxiety, it, it's just crazy. And what it does, see, this was taught to me a long time ago. 
Awesome. Sounds good. All right, Gary. Cool. But what was taught to me a long time ago when I got into the metaphysical world, into uh, psychic readings and meditations and stuff like that, a dear friend of mine, Penny, she uh, told me, she said, if you look at all the people in the world that have all these anger issues, who are mean. That energy is released out in the universe. And everybody's just sucking it in. So when you got all this negativity coming at you, of course it's going to make you, you know, crazy, mad, angry, whatever. And some people can handle it. Some people cannot. And I'll be the first one to tell you that I do have a little bit of hard time now dealing with it. Before, a couple years ago, two, three years ago, I could not handle it. And I was a wreck. I was a mess. But talking to a lot of people that have the same illness that I do, okay, I um, it, it just seems to get a little better, you know. I was taking medication for a while. And um, I quit taking it, okay? Now, I know it was told to me by a very good friend of mine that, you know, the medication is supposed to help you, which is true, okay? And when I speak about medication, I'm talking about me. I'm not, I don't know everybody. I don't know what's going on with them. But when I talk to you like this, I talk to you about me, what's going on with me. But, uh, and the medication really, really messed me up pretty bad. It really did. And so I had to quit taking it. It was just like, in fact, I was more depressed taking it than I was depressed before I took it, if that sounds right. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, I just want everybody out there who is struggling, um, I got your back. I will pray for you the best I can. And everybody out there, that anybody that is listening to the show tonight, anybody out there listening, and you know somebody's struggling, go sit with them. Sit with them. And let them talk. Let them talk. Or just hold them. Because that's all we need. Is somebody to hold on to. Someone to talk to. And someone that won't judge us for who we are. Just be nice. And accept the fact that that person that you are with has an illness. And they're scared. Just hold them. But now, what I like to do is, I, I when I get on the show, I was speaking to a friend of mine today, and she was having a little bit of a problem. I'm not going to get into the whole story because, you know, whenever someone comes up to me with something 
I keep it to myself, but it really made sense for me to talk about this tonight. And the guest before, Elsa Dillon, um, from Australia, she was a guest on Chasing Prophecy. And, you know, she talked about a little bit about it. Now, there's a lot of people out there that see ghosts, okay? There's a lot of people that see spirits. And there's a lot of people who actually can listen to the ghost talk to them. When I say ghost, I mean spirit. When I mean spirit, I mean ghost. That's how I work. Um, there's no true meaning behind it. Uh, you know, the vocabulary depends on how you look at it. So to be on the safe side and go 50-50, I say spirit or I say ghost. So I'm going to clear that up a little bit. And so she was talking to me, and um, there's a lot of people that were kind of judging her friend, okay, and saying this about him, this about him, that about him. And the poor kid, okay, poor kid, okay, just happens to see it and hear them. But these people, they want to, in their own minds, think of something else, which I think is wrong. For all my years that I did some, that I did investigate, and I mainly investigated with families who were having problem with spirit or ghost in their house. I experienced this with them. This is what I learned from all the clients that I dealt with. Okay. There are certain people out there that they can see ghosts spirits and they can hear them and it's like you go i'll give you a good for example you know my mom all right she knew i hunt ghosts or spirit when i mean hunting too it's not that it's just another ghost hunter whatever no it's not hunting okay i investigate the paranormal but at one point in time my mom didn't believe in ghosts so when I was telling her on certain investigations I would go on, I would tell her what I saw. I would even show her, you know, proof that there were ghosts in the house. But still, no matter what the proof, I tried to convince my mom that, you know, there are ghosts out there. And I found out that there was no, no matter what I say, she wasn't going to believe there were ghosts. Gary says, kids are the best to see ghosts and spirits. Yes, they are, Gary. Now, I'm, I'm going to give you a little thing happen. My son, 
when he was born. He's 32 now. But when he was first born, he he would, we went to my Aunt Penny's house one night. And my dad had like 11 brothers and sisters. And they all looked the same, you know. So Paul, he was just a wee baby. And my Aunt Penny was holding him on the couch. My Uncle Paul, who looks exactly like my dad, okay, snuck around. And my son looked up and he raised his hands and with a big smile on his face. So I knew right then and there that my son saw God. So even though it was my Uncle Paul, he probably saw it was my dad. And so as Paul got a little bit older, my son, Paul, that's when I really got into, like, learning the metaphysical part of things, uh, the Native American spirituality, working with animals, totems, stuff like that. And he was really in tune with it. He saw spirits. Okay. Um, he saw the spirit. He saw the animals. And so I would go out to my favorite park, South Park here in Pittsburgh. And um, we would, you know, just take a ride through the park. And we always went through the entrance park, you know, this one way. And as we made the bend, he would actually say, my son would actually say, Mother Earth, can I please see a deer? As God is my witness, we made that bend, and there would be two or three deer right there at the bend. And he would say, look, Daddy, look, Daddy, look at the deer, look at the deer. And I would tell him, you know, tell him thank you for showing themselves. And so he really got into... um the spirit world. And he was having a lot of fun with it. I enjoyed talking about ghosts with him. And he's like five or six. At that time, my son was no dummy. I'm telling you. He knew and he understood what was going on. But what happened was he turned 10 years old. And he completely lost interest. Did not want to talk about it. Did not want to acknowledge it. It just went away. So when Gary said, you know, kids are best to see ghosts, it's true. Cats, dogs, they see them. Cats and babies are the best for ghosts or spirits or whatever you want to call them. They're the best. Um, I've seen babies or I hear stories or my clients would come up and tell me stories about how the babies will be in their uh, crib and they would look up at the corner of the room and they would just hold their hands out or start giggling and smiling and talking to people that weren't there. But as time went on, 
you know, I've kept in touch with some of my clients. And they say it's like their kids, you know, quit experiencing it. And so I'm thinking, okay, so it's only up to a certain age. And then everything goes away. Very possible. Very, very possible. But I just would like to say to people out there, especially mom and dads, okay? And this is from my experience with my clients. If the kid says that they see a ghost or they're talking to somebody that's not there, don't shun them away. Don't. Sit down and talk to them about it. Be involved with the situation. Make them feel that, okay, there's somebody there, you know, and ask them, like, who is it? What do they look like? They're simple questions. You know, they're not crazy. It happens. Okay. And what I would do when I would go on these investigations, I'd have the kid there with the mom and the dad, and I would ask them to break out a photo book of photos, you know, picture photos. And I would have them open it up and have all those like pictures in there. And you would ask the kid, um, is anybody here in this picture that looks like the person that you're talking to? And they would point right to the person. Now, their, his, the baby's mom and dad, you know, they, they, they're set aback. They're like, whoa. And that was the mom's grandma years ago before she died. So please, 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 please don't knock the kid for seeing something that is not there. Because in the long run, it's going to really, really mess them up. So how do we help people understand what kids are going through? What people are going through? When they see these things. That, that, that's the question I want to ask tonight. How do we, you know, kind of help them understand? Is it that we're just in this, you know, fast-paced world where everything is AI, everything's electronic, your phone, the whole nine yards? I heard today, I read it. Somebody said it that our phones are, are actually um, the zombie apocalypse because we're so engrossed with our phones. But how do we help somebody understand that? Ladies and gentlemen, it's hard. It's hard to have. I hate the word make, make people this, make people that. No, you can't, you can't make people to do things. But maybe you can help them understand that this is, you know, a little kid, a teenage girl, 
you know, teenage boy, whatever. Maybe teach them to actually listen to the children. And have them talk about it. Maybe we can tell um, guidance counselors or we can talk to people who who don't believe in this that their all their mindset is just set on like they have blinders on they just see what's in front of them but they don't see what's out around them okay so hopefully you know we can break that boundaries to where so we can let everybody see and understand what's going on just because somebody has a title in a very important position, okay, does not give them the right to judge somebody, especially a kid, you know. So we're going to see what happens with that. I just wish that people out there would be a little bit more understanding. Is that too much to say? Is that too much to understand people? Think about this, okay? Think about the mental hospitals back in the 30s and 40s, okay, when they were just taking patients left and right. Now, there was a lot of patients in there. There was nothing wrong with them, okay, where they actually saw spirit or ghost okay they saw them and they would say something to somebody and automatically they were put into a mental hospital ladies and gentlemen it's a gift that we have some have more stronger to have you know People, there's some people out there that can actually have better, you know, powers or whatever, can see better. And there's some that are not. But they were, these patients were just like, hey, listen, I, I saw this person here. And automatically they were thrown into a mental hospital. And they never got out. They did lobotomies or, yeah, lobotomies and stuff like that. Gary says, psychiatrists need to be educated on ghosts and spirits so they don't commit people that aren't crazy. Gary, you hit it right on the head, buddy. You, you hit the nail on the head or the head on the nail. Psyche, I'm going to repeat that, everybody. And Gary has a great point. He says, psychiatrists need to be educated on ghosts and spirits so they don't commit people that aren't crazy. I highly, oh my God, that's 100% true, Gary. But Gary, think about it. Who's, are they going to actually come to a class and people can talk about it? You know? Um, please, how can we do that? How can we do that? 
maybe maybe someday it'll work online my god it's the 21st century right so why not why not help them explain you know everybody watches those ghost shows on tv I have my own I have my own opinions on them, but I, I I keep those opinions to myself. But there's a lot of people that watch these ghost shows and a lot of them think they're false. A lot of them people think they're real. So is the psychiatrist person, the, the psychiatrist who is treating people? so damn snobbish that they don't willing to look at the whole new world the whole new spirit world whatever's coming in they're probably all set directed on i i was funny because i'm a recovering alcoholic in fact i'll be coming up on 32 years um january 21st and i remember a long time ago a psychiatrist now i'm not blaming anybody I'm not blaming, I mean, they went to school for it, that's their profession, you know, they put the hard work, you know, into the studies of being a psychiatrist, but at the time, they, to me, a psychiatrist was like, okay, this person sees ghosts, this is the medicine that we give them, and they give them medicine. That's how it worked. That's how it worked. So hopefully, Gary, you know, the, the, the colleges that teach psychiatry, okay, could actually start a class with people, with, with doctors like that, and have them explain what's, what's out there. And Gary comes back and says, we should invite them to an investigation to see for themselves. That's interesting, buddy. All you can do is send the invite out. And you can ask them to come along. I used to do that a lot, but not with psychiatrists. I talked to people who were skeptics about the paranormal field, about paranormal, about ghosts. Okay, I did that for a long time. And at that time I was investigating, I would always tell them, okay, I'm not here to change your mind. I just want you to experience what we experience on an investigation. And so we would take them on an investigation, okay? And, uh, they would have a personal experience because Gary and a lot of other um, paranormal investigators out there know for a fact that the majority of your evidence that you're going to get is a personal experience. Standing on the steps and you feel somebody touch your hair and nobody's around you. Or somebody... uh, being scratched, punched, kicked, bit. That's happened to me a lot. The experience is what it is. You know, you can go out. Hey, Holly. How are you, buddy? Good to see you. 
It's my buddy Holly. She's been with me for like three years. I'm watching my show. Did you ever, she says, did you ever make a believer out of anyone that was a skeptic? Um, I possibility did. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. But the people that had that personal experience when we went on the investigation kind of like changed their minds. I never laughed at them. And I never said I told you so. So it was up to the people that I took out on that investigation if they did change it. They, being the skeptic, um, they tried to debunk it, and they couldn't, so they accepted it. There's something happened that they did not know what happened. All they know is that they were touched. Or I remember one time we had a person that somebody whispered in their ear. I forget what they said, what the ghost said, but... They whispered something in the guy's ear. That creeped him out. And then he has to leave. And I said, okay. Go ahead, leave. If it makes you feel uncomfortable, then you don't have to be here. Because when I did it, I, I treated everybody with respect. That's the first thing I would say when I would go do a conference or if I did a, um, a talk at a conference or at a college or a university, and I've done some. The first thing out of my mouth is, I'm not here to change your mind. If you don't believe in spirits, then that's okay. But I'm just here to tell you my experiences. You can take all the video you want in the world. You can have the perfect, perfect um, anomaly or a perfect picture of a ghost right there. And no matter what you do, no matter who you show, there's going to be somebody that's going to say, no, that's not a ghost. That's a hologram. Or that's a figment of your imagination. Which is a thing. Because I'm not really sure, but I do believe that the parapsychology world out there uh, believe that whatever you project in your mind can come out on a picture. Now, I might be wrong when I say that. I'm not really into the interest. I'm not really deep invested into the parapsychology but they claim that if I'm thinking of a ghost and I take a picture and a ghost appears okay that's what happened I made that ghost appear personally I don't I, I in my own opinion you know I respect what they do and I respect what they believe but in my book, I'm sorry, I don't. I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. So that, that's, you know, when it comes down to people believing or not believing, it don't matter. 
It just does not matter. What does matter is what you feel and what you think you saw. And that's what matters. I'll give you a good tip. Don't tell people you saw a ghost. Or don't tell people, well, not, no, say, be careful who you say that you saw a ghost to. When I started doing this back in 2006, I got ridiculed. I had every name in the book. Everybody thought I was crazy. Everybody thought I was nuts. Because I kept talking about it. It's like, hey, look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this orb. That was the biggie back then. I have to give thanks. Not give thanks, but I have to credit TAPS. It was a it was a paranormal group show back in 2005, 2004. And I'll tell you why I give them a lot of credit. Because when that show came out, before that show came out, okay, if you talked about ghosts or anything paranormal, you that you were shunned. You were shunned. And what happened was, when that show came out, people actually got to talk about their experience. They talked about their experiences. They can talk to somebody about it. Knowing that that person talking to another paranormal investigator or a paranormal team, saying, hey, you know, when I was this age, I saw this, I saw that. And a lot, a lot, most of the groups out there, okay, they really do listen to your story. They don't brush you off. And people find that that was very helpful to them when they could actually talk to somebody about it. Gary just wrote, I love the reaction I get of friends or my handyman clients when I show them. SLS and the thermal images and their houses of figures. Oh, yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, and then um, I'm not really big into the equipment, but the thermal imaging camera is awesome. It really is. It, it takes thermal imaging of things. And when you see a cold spot and every other spot is nice and warm and you see that cold spot, you know something's there. It's really cool. And the SLS camera, it picks up a stick figure. Um, may I suggest that anybody out there who wants to learn more about the thermal imaging camera or the SLS camera, you know, please Google it. I froze up. Uh-oh. Really? Oh, wow. I'm sorry. Um, oh, you know what, Holly? Tonight we're on Roku, I think. And what I think what happened was that after the last show on Roku, they jumped into mine. Maybe that's what happened. I froze up. Who knows? But I'm excited that I'm on Roku. That's great. But back back to what I was talking about, if you really want to know about more about the SLS camera, you know, Google it. You know, and read what, you know, see what you read. And you can come up with your own conclusions. 
Come up with your own conclusion. See how you feel. And if you're a paranormal investigator that's starting out, just started a brand new group or you were invited to a new group, okay? I suggest that you go small. And what I mean by small, I mean a digital camera and a digital voice recorder, which we call EVPs. Because there are times that when you start asking questions, the spirit will answer you. And I got a good story to tell you about that. A long time ago, uh, me and uh, my ex-girlfriend, my girlfriend at the time, we went and we did a walkthrough on the house. So we got this uh, email from the guy's secretary. He was a doctor, I think. And he was telling me what was happening. The backstory behind him calling us was uh, his wife was at work. Okay. And as he was leaving his house, he got a phone call on his cell phone from the house. No lie. No one, he knew that no one was in the, in, in, in the house. But he got a phone call from his house to his cell phone. Okay. And he didn't answer it, but it was the, the message was left. And on that message, it's what it said, kill the nurse. Kill the nurse is what it said. Come to find out his wife is a nurse. Now, when his dad was alive, his dad didn't like his wife. Oh, Gary comes back and says, go small on thermal camera for your phone. Get a seek. Okay, everybody, Gary's saying, I'll now get back to the story. Gary's saying, go small on a thermal camera for your phone. They do sell those. Get a seek thermal camera. That's what I use, half the price of the flare. And, and they're like this little small. They're small, and then they connect to your phone, and you can use it for thermal imaging. They work pretty decent. So, like I was, you know, back to the story, you know, when the dad was alive, uh, he did not like his wife at all. And what happened was we went out there, me and Doreen, we went out there, and we did a walkthrough. And so after we do the, did the walkthrough, we actually set up a date to go and investigate the house because that was a crazy house. It was definitely haunted, no doubt it was. And so I'm talking to the client, and she's in the car listening to the EVP. And she just jumps out of the car, and she says, Sean, Sean, Sean. I was like, what, what? She says, you got to hear this. And she pulls out the, Doreen pulls out the EVP, turns it on, and she says, who are you? No response. And then she said, how old are you? As God is my witness. Okay. 
on that DV, on that EVP. 93, just like that. 93. Perfect. And I turned to the client and he was bawling his eyes out. And he said, that's the voice of my father. Isn't that like so cool? To pick something up on a digital voice recorder. But you have to be very careful, though, because there are people out there. They have programs on your computer now that you can. And, and I knew a guy who did it. He took, uh, you know, sound of leaves. It was in October. He took sound of leaves moving around, brussling and falling off the tree and being kicked and stuff like that. And he put it on his computer program. And he did everything in the world to make like somebody was saying something. And it was all a lie. There's a lot of people out there that do do that. So for me, if I had to listen to an EVP, okay, it will have, you, 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 you couldn't manipulate it. It has to be pure. And yes, um, that one with the 93 on it was poor, pure. It was not, it was taken like, what, 15 minutes before we left. And in that same house, he actually got another spirit that mimicked her voice. It was crazy. It was crazy. You heard her, you heard Doreen's voice. And then you heard another ghost, this ghost say the exact same thing what Doreen said in Doreen's voice. So they work. The EVPs work. You know, they do work. But just be careful who you talk to about and who you share it with. Again, it's just like a video. I mean, a picture or a video you see of a ghost or a spirit. Okay. A lot of people aren't going to believe you. So if you did get some very good evidence, if you got that perfect picture, you got that perfect EVP, make sure you show it and show the picture and the EVP to people who know the deal like other paranormal groups because if you don't and you share it with the wrong person all hell is going to break loose and your life is going to be miserable for a while you know so if you can handle you know all the negativity talked about you then do it but if you can't just show it to somebody that understands paranormal evidence but I have one more story to tell you about that house that we were in so we went and we did the investigation now there's a cross okay that was on the second floor up the steps you saw the cross okay and it was hanging on the wall so as we were walking up the steps 
Okay. As we were walking up the steps, all of a sudden that cross fell off the wall. No shit. It really did fall off the wall. We're like, oh, hell. I mean, it, it was it, it was crazy. It was creepy. And what was really, really creepy was the nail. It wasn't straight ahead. Okay. It wasn't, it wasn't straight. It was down on an angle. So when you hung the cross, you know, the only way for that cross to come off that wall was someone to have to lift it up and toss it. And that, that, that creeped a lot of us up, <laughs> creeped me. But yeah, that was, that was a crazy house. And I also remember in that house that um, we were talking to the husband and wife because we went out there again and the wife was holding the wine glass and you can literally watch the glass get hit out of her hand. It really did. I mean, she had the wine like this and all of a sudden you could feel like see her hand being slapped and the wine going with the glass and it broke the glass. That was like, that was, personally me, I thought that was cool. You know, but to them that wasn't. But that that's what I mean by the personal experiences that you see when you go and investigate. Those are the little things. Wow, I'm telling you what, we're at 46 minutes that I've been live. This is, you know, which is really cool. You know, uh, it went on and on and on. Uh, for the future, everybody on Roku, um, I do talk about um, aliens sometimes. And every now and then I will do a, a reading um, with my animal cards. So this is going to be new for me. And I want to thank everybody on, you know, on YouTube and Pittsburgh Paranormal Society Facebook page and all whoever's watching the show I thank you very much from the bottom of my heart for tuning in and listening and for all the new people that new you know people are going to be watching this show on Roku um, please keep coming back Tuesday nights at 10 o'clock Eastern for Into the Night with Sean Kelly I also have to tell you too that there's a show on the same channel, UPRN Radio 105.3, Tuesday nights from 7 to 9. I'm also co-host with the show Chasing Prophecy with Jenny Nicasio and John Ventry. And we have, you know, that's a two-hour show from 7 to 9 Eastern. And it's a pretty good show. It, 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 we've come a long way. So Tuesday nights, if you're not doing nothing, you know, turn on Roku and we'll be there. If you can't be on Roku, then you jump on the internet and you can go to the Pittsburgh Paranormal Society uh, Facebook page or the Chase and Prophecy Facebook page. There's a lot of ways that you can get in contact with us. And also, if you have um, any requests that you would like to have the show done with, done on like aliens or whatever bigfoot send me send me a message on facebook to the pittsburgh paranormal society uh, facebook page and we'll see what we can do 
I mean, I got my great people here following me. I don't see Tommy tonight, but Gary's a good friend of mine. Holly's been with me since day one, since I started this almost. And then I got Tommy and I got other people too, you know, that, that come in and listen. I look at it like this, okay? If it wasn't a good show, they would not be here to listen to it, you know? So hopefully next week, um, I will see everybody again. I'm really, really looking forward to being on Roku. And we're going to have a guest, a friend of mine, he's going to be on. Um, he's a paranormal, um, what do you call it? He's a paranormal investigator, but he also helps other paranormal investigator teams to do their stuff. So on that note, children, what I would like you to do, please, is go to your parents and give them a hug and tell them that you love them. And parents, please go to your children and give them a hug and tell them that you love them. And the people out there don't have no children, you know, have no mother and father. Go up to the person that you love the most and give them a hug and tell them I love you. Because those three words, I love you, go a long way. They do. So before I close, all right, I'm going to draw one card. And we'll see what the card is. And then, then the show would be over. So this is something new. So I shuffled them, I cut it. And the card of the day is the coyote, the trickster. So everybody, if everybody wants to know what the coyote means as an animal totem, Google coyote, animal totem, and it will give you the whole definition of it. And on that note, Holly, Gary, it's so good to see everybody out there. Have a good night and uh, happy hunting. Good night.